Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Well, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Does anyone have good news tonight? Good. Oh, all right. I'm going to go here and then go there. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Can I can you use the mic? Just because it's gonna be dead air on the thing and you just but you can't keep the mic. Okay. Okay, so yesterday my car all of a sudden started making a knocking noise in the engine. Yeah. So I went to my mechanic and he said it's no good. So the car is no good because it's a knocking noise in the engine. Yeah, well, I mean, because I've been taking it to him, and he just did the oil. Like, it was good. It was running perfect. And so then I was, like, freaking out. I started praying. <laughs> because I'm fixing to move. Like, I don't have that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. So then I went to Calabar and talked to my friend. Like, what do I do? We did. She got this car from Lubbock. So I tried it. I'm like, I'm not going to get it. Like. My credit's not that good, so I'm driving around town doing what I have to do. In the meanwhile, my car's all <laughs> making a loud knocking noise. So then 30 minutes later, they called me, and they said I was approved with the little cash that I have. So, yes. So I went, and I was like, okay, call my mechanic. I was like, okay, so what do I do with this car then? I can't just leave it somewhere. He told me to go to Jerry's. So I went through town, what I had to do. I made it right in front of Jerry's. And it RIP'd right there like it did this last lifeline. <laughs> it rested in parking lot. At Jerry's. Yes. Okay, so then what? He gave me six hundred dollars for my car. On top of me going to Lubbock and getting this car under my name, no cosigner, with the little cash that I had with the low payment. And the car came out to be a great deal. What kind of car is it? An Altima, a 2013 Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. Good, good car. God just been working good through this car. whole move, through everything. And then, too, my apartment in Abilene, like, I got it under my own name okay, and myself. Let me get the mic so, I can explain. so, bittersweet tonight. This is Michelle's last night with us at church for now. She's wanting to be closer to her grandbaby and her daughter and her son-in-law, so she's moving to Abilene. But it was a miracle for her because she was concerned about some of her past, the background check and stuff. She's lived, been living clean for years now, but she got a good deal on an apartment in Abilene. Now God's given her a new car because he didn't want her um, car to be knocking in Abilene. <laughs> and it probably wouldn't have made it to Abilene. Golly. But So it's bittersweet for us tonight. It's her last night with us, but she's going to be heading out to Abilene. When do you go? Saturday, we love you, and we're going to miss you. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for Michelle and her life. She's a miracle. Sis, how long you been clean now? May 7th will be seven years living sober and clean. Thank you, Jesus. That's a big deal. Praise God. So bittersweet tonight for us. Neha, do you want the mic? You don't, huh? Your story is not as long, probably. Go ahead. What's your good news? You'll be, you'll have a birthday tomorrow, huh? You look a lot younger than me, so I'm not going to ask your age. So you got a birthday tomorrow. 
Here you are. Are you in the spiritual warfare class right now? Whew, that is no joke. How many of you are in the current spiritual warfare class with Pastor Fabian? He ain't messing with y'all, is he? That man brings his training into the classroom. But are you learning something? Praise God. Stuff you're going to use the rest of your life. It's a very concentrated form of Wednesday night and Sunday morning and Bible study and everything all together. So praise God. Congratulations. Happy early birthday. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I think she's going to be 21 or something. Plus 10. She gave it away. She's still very young. 31. Wow. Anybody else? Good news tonight. Yes, ma'am. You felt what? It was it was palpitating, huh? Okay. This month, 24 years ago? And what are you clean from? Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. This month, 24 years. Thank you, Jesus. 24 years? You look really young, like... You look like 27, but we won't get into that, whatever that means. <laughs> it's a compliment, but you, wow, 24 years ago. And guys, don't fall into the trap of, well, marijuana is legal now. Who cares? I don't care. I don't think God cares. You're abusing yourself. Uh, we won't get into all of it, but marijuana is very much mind-altering, and it's also very hard on your lungs, even compared to cigarettes. So, you know. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there as your pastor, your friend, your brother in the faith. So, congratulations. Clean, clean, clean. Anybody else? Good news tonight. What else do we got? Any, any other good news? This is one of those nights. We don't have to stop. Okay. All right. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 John. I believe the last verse we were on last week was 1 John 4.4. 4. I'm going to start with verse 4. Man, you were ready to go. Good job. And this verse, you're going to notice, if you see the context of it, it's referring to the verses before it. The verses before it, we're talking about the spirit of Antichrist, right? Those that deny Jesus, those that deny God, those that deny Jesus is God in the flesh or that he came in physical form. That is a spirit of Antichrist, people who deny that Jesus came to earth, or that he is God in the flesh. That is a spirit of Antichrist. So he goes on, the Apostle John. He says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people, the spirit of Antichrist or anything else. How many of you know the spirit of Antichrist really covers everything? Because it's a spirit of lawlessness, like spiritual anarchy. So you have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is what? <clears throat> Greater than the spirit who lives in the world. The old school translation is greater is he that lives in you. Greater is he that is in you or he that is, lives in you than he that is in the world, right? Amen. So let's keep going. Those people belong to this world or the world system. So they speak from the world's viewpoint. Is the world's viewpoint crazy? <laughs> They'll give you some advice and blow you away, some crazy stuff. The world's viewpoint is not good. It doesn't line up with God's word, okay? 
and the world listens to them. Of course, the world listens to their own, right? The world glorifies their own. I remember when uh, Tim Tebow, he was in the NFL. And, you know, those of you that know your football, or he, he wasn't the best quarterback, but he's a great athlete. Beyond that, he was a believer, and every time they put the microphone on him, he's like, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, they didn't want to hear it anymore. They got sick of hearing it. You guys remember that? Like, oh, well, it was funny. Around that time, there was a guy, I think he was on my old beloved team, the Boston Celtics. I'm not a big sports fan anymore. I just don't watch a lot of sports. But the guy came out of the closet, said he was gay. And I'll never forget, they were telling Tebow, hush, they, they were telling him, yeah, let's talk about something else. We've heard that already. But then this guy said, I'm gay. And they said, you're such a brave guy. We want to honor you. Man, good job. You're a hero. Talk about Jesus, shut up. But if you're, you're gay, oh, wow. Well, why is that? I'm not hating on that guy. I don't know his background or past. He's been through some stuff, obviously, and he chose that lifestyle, this, this NBA basketball player. But I am saying, here's my example, that the world loves their own, don't they? They celebrate their own. Oh, you're a hero. Oh, you're so brave. Oh, man, you know. I mean, I know you shot up a school, but you were mistreated. You know, crazy stuff like that. Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God. And those who know God listen to us. If you're speaking the truth from God's word, then those who know God will listen to you. Okay? And you'll listen to them when they're speaking the truth from God's word. We belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. Basics, right? Why would they listen to you? Oh, man, I don't want to hear all that. Not until they're about to lose it all or they've hit rock bottom. They don't want to listen. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. Huh, let's hang out th right there for a moment. The spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. What is the spirit of deception? It's full of deceit. It says, it says things like, um, you were born gay. I'm, once again, you guys need to hear my heart. I'm not hating on anybody. But I'm going to attack lies. I'm not going to attack people. I'm going to attack the things they say. You were born gay. No. You may, that may be the only thing you remember. But someone usually abused them. Most of the time when someone participates in that lifestyle, they were sexually abused. Okay? And I can speak from authority on some of this because I was briefly sexually abused by a neighbor. And some of you say, man, my story's crazier than that. Well, I know. But I know a little bit about it. And it affected me. And some of you have been through that. Some, like I've said, and we say it without shame, some of us were sexually abused, physically abused, uh, emotionally abused, verbally abused, whatever. But how many of you know there's hope and healing for you because you came to Jesus? You are healed. You are free. But let's, let's be honest. The world is painting a picture that is not accurate. And the best lies have a little bit of truth in them. And they'll spin it around on you. Say, no, you're not walking in love. And we're going to hit that in a moment with some more verses here. They'll say, love is love. No, it's not. A lot of what they call love is what? Lust. 
whether it's a man lusting for a woman, a woman lusting for a man, or people lusting for the same sex, it's sin. Okay? Period. So, there's a spirit of truth and there's a spirit of deception. You know what else is a spirit of deception? Let me just tell you right now. A debt-based economy, to me, is a spirit of deception because it's always boom-bust. It's prospering and it's going down into the toilet over and over again. We're struggling again now because of all the money they've printed. I say we, we're not, you're not. But the economy is struggling again because of the decisions they've made. Why? There's a spirit of deception over it. Is you have to live in debt. You don't. Now, many of us are believing God to pay off some debts we have. My wife and I are as well. That's okay. But I'm going to tell you right now, the way they run the economy, it's a big Ponzi scheme. They can loan out. Look at this. They can loan. You can put your money in a bank and they can loan out up to 10 times what you put in there or more. Isn't that incredible? But then it comes back to bite them. Why? This is me. It feels like deception to me. Remember Bernie, Bernie Madoff? Remember him? He did that whole big thing. <clears throat> he was a nut. He was a deceiver. He was a hustler. He was taking people for millions and billions or whatever. But it was amazing. He was pretty unrepentant. But I believe at his trial he said, well, the, they said, this was a Ponzi scheme you were running. He said, the whole thing's a Ponzi scheme. And he was right. Now they say, well, there's not money for Social Security. Why? They, they've been borrowing from that for other stuff. They're just just do it, throwing money around everywhere. So my point is, the whole economy, the world system, it's based on deception. Why? It's run by the prince of the power of the air, the god of this world with a little g, and that's Satan. And he's a deceiver. Scripture says Satan is, he is a liar and he's the father of it. So he's the father of lies. All right? So, you know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception, even based on their Bible beliefs. They say, well, I, don't, I believe this, but I don't believe that. God wouldn't do that. Really? Well, Scripture says this about God. This is what we know of God because here it is. He's revealed himself to us through his word. So we go with truth. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He's the opposite of deception. Jesus said, I'm going to send to you the spirit of truth who's the comforter. He's going to lead you into all truth, and he's going to remind you of the things I said because everything Jesus said was truth, and the whole word is truth. So let's move on. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Let me say this. I've been hitting this hard for a few months, but let me just say it again. Let me just sneak, sneak a punch in there. Love is not accepting sin. You can say, I, I reject this lifestyle, but I love you. I don't agree with that, but I love you. And you can just be sweet about it. No, I, I don't agree with that, but I love you. My parents taught me that. They were great at that. said, no, this is crazy. I hate that. That's not right. It's wrong. It's of the devil or that's sin. But I love you. I don't love the actions, but I love you. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. Wow. You walk in love, you're a child of God and you know God. All right, let's keep going. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Let's hesitate there for a moment. Once again, the world throws that word love around all the time, and it's just sensuality and lust, or it's some other crazy thing. But true love originated with God, which the Greek calls agape love, God's love, or the love of God, and the love from God, okay? But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is what? God is love. Now, 
I want you to remember this. I'm sure we're going to get down to that verse. But look at the context of this, because even worldly people will say, well, God is love. They'll throw that out there. Yeah, he is, but hold on for the rest of the story, like Paul Harvey used to say. Okay, let's keep going. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life. How? Through him. Praise God. Eternal life through Jesus. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He loved us first, right? Our, our love for him is a responsive love. But that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our what? I find it fascinating that you can find the word sins in the same context of God is love. Even though he's love, he does not smile on sin. He's not okay with sin because he's a holy God. But all the people telling you God is love, God is love, and they're not serving God, they use God as love as a pretext to, well, I'm going to get my sin on. But this is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God in his perfect love said, I'm not going to let you die in your sins. God in his perfect love said, that's wrong what you're doing, but I can take it away. You know why the world has a problem with that? Well, you, you say I have sin? That's why they have a problem with the cross and with Jesus. They'll tell you, oh, no, you worship whatever God you want. Everything's true until you go, but Jesus died on the cross for your sins. They're like, you calling me a sinner? That's what Scripture says. Scripture says we have all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. One translation says his glorious standard. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our what? Can't be in a holy God's presence with sin, so we needed the blood of Jesus to take that away from us by faith. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, oh, wow, we surely ought to love each other. Can you hear me? Isn't that good? That is good stuff. We surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God. I really believe this verse means, right, in all of his glory and splendor. Because the same disciple who's saying that, he saw Jesus, God in the flesh, but he was in a special body so that people could behold him and be around him. Remember the one true God, God the Father in all of his glory? Moses said, show me your glory. He said, well, I'm going to pass by you and I'm going to cover you with my hand and you can see the back of me. <laughs> Ooh, that'll give you chills. That'll make the hair stand up on your head, even if you're bald-headed. It might regrow my hair. I think I felt chills on my head. Can you imagine? God said, I'm going to pass by you, and he was, he was proclaiming holiness as he passed by him. Wow, the one who lives forever. No one has ever seen God, not in all of his glory. But if we love each other, this is powerful. But if we love each other, God lives in us. So they're going to see something of God in you, aren't they? Even though they haven't seen God in all of his glory, even the Apostle John, he saw Jesus, man, God in the flesh. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Let me read that again. But if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Is that powerful? Wow, that's beautiful. Mary, would you do me a favor? This is kind of on the fly. What verse was that, 12? That was 13. You know what? Let's do 13. Let's do 13 in the Amplified. Can you do that? Do you have the Amplified back there in your program? 
I want to see what the Amplified says about this. The Amplified is such a beautiful translation. 12, okay, let's see. We Because he has, is it 12 and 13? I'm not looking down at my Bible, so how, let's, let's read this. By this we, okay, there we go. There we go. No man or no person has at any time yet, do you see that? Yet seen God in all of his glory. But if we love one another, God abides, he lives and remains in us, and his love that love which is essentially what? His is brought to completion to its full maturity, run its full course, is perfected in us. Oh, man, I knew the Amplified was going to be good. Every verse in the Amplified is going to be good. But, man, you got to be patient because it breaks it down. It's brought to completion to its full maturity, runs its full course, is perfected in us. You know, in Scripture, it talks about us being perfected. It just means full maturity. Because you're not going to be perfect till you get to heaven, me neither, okay? So let's keep going now. We can go back to the new living. Um, if you would, I love that. Thank you for that translation. All right, let's move on. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Amen. Let's keep going. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Mm, beautiful. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. If you confess Him in faith and choose to walk with Him, right? All who declare, let me read that again, all who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. Okay, we can go to the next verse now. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. You can put your trust in His love. He's reliable. God is love. He says it again. And all who live in love live in God. Did everybody catch that? If God is love, and we live in love, then we are living in God. Through deductive reasoning there. And God lives in them. Wow. So if you're walking in love, God lives in you. He said, man, I, I'm not perfect. Everybody says that. That's, that should be the given. You guys remember geometry when you're doing proofs? The first one was given. That's a given. We're, nobody's perfect. Okay, we've already settled that. We know it. We live it. But man, you know what? God lives in you. If you've accepted Jesus and you say, man, I'm not going to practice sin. I want to be an example. I want to walk in love to the best of my ability. Mm, God lives in you. All right, let's keep going. And as we live in God... Our love grows more perfect or mature. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Don't you love how Scripture explains Scripture? Let me read that whole verse again. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect, so we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we what? Live like Jesus here in this world. Mm. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels or casts out or gets rid of all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. Hmm. And this shows that we have not fully what? Experienced His perfect love. Man, I want, I want to walk in God's perfect love. 
and the maturity of his great love? Because perfect love, mature, perfect love casts out fear. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Why? How? Because if you're walking in God's love, you say, I perfectly trust his perfect love, and he's going to take care of everything. I can trust in his love because he's going to take care of everything. Someone say everything. Okay, let's move on. We love each other because he loved us first. We love each other because he loved us first. Have you guys seen the world's love apart from God? Man, the world's love is violent. Look at Hollywood. Look at whatever. The world's love. The same people that tell each other they love each other, they're trying to kill each other. Really? They're jealous. I thank God for 1 Corinthians chapter 13 because it describes what true love is. It's not selfish. It's not puffed up. It doesn't seek its own will, its own desire. It's not easily offended. Love believes all things and hopes all things, right? We love each other because he loved us first. He gave us the perfect example. Let's go on. If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we what? Whom we cannot see. Golly, let's read. Can we read that verse again? If someone says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. For we don't love God. We, if, for if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Okay, le- next verse, and I will close with this verse. And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Praise God. Any questions tonight? I know you probably don't, but any questions? I had to do that one more time in your honor, Michelle, since it's your last time here. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. So ask God to help you walk in love. He already is, but ask him to help you and ask him to give you opportunities to walk in love. That means loving the people that are unlovely. That means loving people who are hard to love. Okay, let's go ahead and bow our heads and close our eyes tonight, if you would, please. The first step in receiving love and getting to the place where you can walk in love is to accept God's perfect love gift, and that was in the form of Jesus, the one who died and rose again for us. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus, or or I don't know where I'd go if I died tonight or tomorrow or next week. I don't know where I'd go. I don't know if I'd go to heaven or if I'd go to hell. Well, good news. Jesus took care of that. Is there anyone in this house who says, I need to accept Jesus publicly and make him the Lord of my life or confess him as the Lord of my life? Would you raise your hand tonight and I'll pray with you? Anybody at all, don't be ashamed. If there's anyone in the house, I will pray with you. Otherwise, please pray this prayer with me for anyone checking us out tonight on the live stream. Say, Heavenly Father. Please forgive me of my sin. I'm a sinner without you. I need your salvation. I call on the name of Jesus to save me. I'm sorry for my sin. Cleanse me, Lord. Say, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And say, I believe he died and rose again. Say, one day 
I'll be in heaven with him. But right now, I ask you to save me. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Say, I believe. Thank you. Say, thank you, Lord, for saving me from hell and from sin. In Jesus' name.